Hi, everyone. Welcome to Lifelong Podcast. I am your host, Heidi Kumjan, and thank you so much for being here. I appreciate each and every one of you tuning in weekly, or maybe it's your first time tuning in to Lifelong Podcast, but Lifelong Podcast is a show all about non-toxic living and longevity, and I am also behind the brand Holistic with Heidi, and my mission with Holistic with Heidi and Lifelong Podcast is to make non-toxic living easy and accessible for all. On this 61st episode of Lifelong Podcast, which is a solo episode, I am going to be honing in on that accessibility point of non-toxic living and really diving deeper into the affordability component because there are a lot of people that are feeling like non-toxic or holistic living is unattainable because it's expensive. And I did an episode in the past about the top myths with non-toxic living. And one of the myths was that non-toxic living is expensive. And I busted that myth. It doesn't have to be expensive, but I figured why don't I do an entire episode dedicated to non-toxic living on a budget because let's be real, we all love saving money no matter where you are in your life. You know, it always feels good to be able to save some money and with this economy being totally crazy, I figured what better time than now to do an episode on affordability and budget-friendly living with non-toxic living. But Before I jump into the body of this episode, I just wanted to do a little bit of, I don't know, some updates about me personally and Holistic with Heidi, Lifelong, all the things. So here's some of these updates. I know people always appreciate like hearing the human side of brands. So I want to bring more of that to Lifelong and Holistic with Heidi. But First thing I wanted to share was something that I learned when I was at a podcast convention recently, and I actually had the pleasure of going to the Dear Media IRL event this past May with my podcast producer, and it was such a fantastic event. It was a wonderful networking opportunity. I met people like Tori Winders, who I did a podcast swap with. That was the episode about alcohol as a toxin and sober curiosity, zero proof forward lifestyle, all those things. And I also was interviewed for her podcast, but we met at that event. I met a bunch of other amazing women and people in the industry, a lot of podcast hosts. And then during the convention, we listened to some of the top podcast hosts from Dear Media, literally the empire that is Dear Media. And I loved this because I am such a fangirl for so many of the people within the Dear Media suite, especially Lauren and Michael Bostick. And Lauren shared something that really stuck with me even to this day, months later. During a Q&A, someone asked Lauren Bostick of the Skinny Confidential if she had any tips on honing in on a business idea. This person asking the question said that she has a bunch of ideas. She just doesn't know which idea to jump into. And first of all, this resonated with me from the get-go because I am an ideas person. I always have business ideas and they're always floating around in my head. And sometimes it's tricky to narrow in on, on one of those ideas. So her answer was amazing. Lauren's response was, think about your childhood. 
Think about what you liked and gravitated towards in your childhood and to look to your childhood for clues about your interests. She used the example of being someone who loved scrapbooking. Scrapbooking was her life. All the years later, she became one of the top and first bloggers, which essentially she related to as a digital scrapbook. She also said that she used to get in trouble in school for talking out a turn and being a chatty Kathy. And she said, it makes perfect sense that I'm a podcast host and I just get to talk for a living. And I, again, that really stuck with me because there have been so many clues throughout my life, throughout my childhood that have guided me to where I am today. One thing that has stuck out to me recently is that I have always been such a curious person. I think I drove adults crazy because I did not like answers that were for children. For example, if I'm asking a big existential question about the world, the adult is like thinking, where on earth did this question come from out of a six-year-old? But I was always just like picking up on things and wanting to learn more. And then most of the time I would get some very childish answer like, oh, just because, oh, that's just the way it is. Or something that was very like, quote unquote, rainbows and care bears when I wanted the total adult level information. And even throughout my teenage years and my early 20s, I have always continued to question things. Even in school, when I would get a grade lower than what I expected, so many times I would go up to the teacher and ask, why can we go through every single question on this test or every single question on this homework assignment? And I need a full understanding of why. Like, where did I go wrong? How can I improve? And again, just coming at it with a ton of curiosity. Fast forward to certain events in our world and things going on in the world the last few years that I'm not going to speak of, I continued to stay so curious and question everything. And this is just such an essential part of who I am. Call it maybe going against the grain, whatever, but this curiosity is such a crucial part of who I am as a person. And now, similar to Lauren, I am a podcast host, and it is my job to interview people and ask questions for a living. And it's just so fascinating to me that I had these clues through my childhood. And of course, there's other clues, like I was always into interior design, and I had my little interior design studio in my closet where I had this bag with all my papers that I would sketch starting at a very young age, and then I ended up studying. Uh, I started out studying interior design and then switched over to textile and fashion design. That's a whole other story, but I encourage you all listening and take this however you please. Maybe you're trying to think about your next business venture or maybe you want to switch your corporate job up or maybe it's not even related to your work, but go to your childhood and really meditate and think about what were those things you were always interested in. More times than not, there will be so many clues guiding you directly to where you need to be. So I just wanted to share that because that was a key takeaway from the Dear Media IRL event from Lauren Bostick. 
And yeah, hopefully that resonated with you. Another thing, as of recently, I went to Canada. I don't know if you know this about me, but I actually have Canadian roots. My dad is American and Canadian. He is, he's a dual citizen. And my grandma was born and raised in Canada, and she also still lives in Canada for part of the year. So a big part of my childhood, we're talking a lot about childhood today, a big part of my childhood was traveling to Canada every summer to this beautiful region of Ontario called Muskoka. And I can't believe I'm even sharing that name right here because it's such a special place that I don't want to advertise whatsoever. You guys who are listening, you guys, gals that are listening, you're special people to me and you deserve to know about this beautiful, magical place called Muskoka. So I had not been in a few years and I was able to get up there the other week for a quick getaway. Joseph and I were able to turn off everything for the first time in what felt like forever. With planning a wedding, I mean, we have been so task oriented. It is ridiculous. It's actually like disgusting how much of our life right now is just about to do's and checklists and getting stuff done. And it's so serious and it's been quite honestly, it's been super draining. And I hate to even say that because this season of my life, being able to plan a wedding is such a blessing and like such an exciting and happy time. But at the same time, it's been super draining. And it's and this kind of thing is not talked about enough. Although Organic Olivia recently released an episode where she talked about the season of the year before you get married. And I really resonated with that episode. I'll share that link in the show notes if you want to give it a listen. But anyways, when we escaped to Canada for a quick getaway, there was no wedding talk. There was also no business talk. Both Joseph and I have and run businesses and we tend to be very serious business-oriented people that sometimes like it gets in the way of our personal life. And I'm totally exposing us right now. But when we went to Canada, we like turned off the wedding talk. We turned off the business talk. We turned off the task talk and we just lived. And it was the best few days ever. Literally, I have gone on other trips where I'm on my email or I'm checking my phone. Like being a business owner, it's so hard to turn off work. Also with planning a wedding, it's replying to vendors and like figuring things out. With this trip, I don't know what it was, but we shut everything down. Maybe it was because we were only there for a few days and we had a ton of family to see and connect with and like things to do. I'm sure that was a huge component of it, but being able to turn all this stuff off and just live our life and be, which has been my number one New Year's resolution, which I have still working towards, and that is to just be. I wanted 2023 to be about being and it has been about doing. So it really just reminded me how important it is to slow down. And I know how important it is, but it's been super hard for me to relax or slow down because I'm just the kind of person who thrives in chaos and busyness until I break down. So it's like this vicious cycle, which I'm sure some of you can relate. And yeah, I, I just really wanted to share my personal story there because of how profound the impact was of just taking a few days off from literally everything. I mean, it was amazing for my relationship with my fiance. 
It was amazing for my mental health. And I came back to the States, came back to my work, came back to planning a wedding with such peace. And that was a a sense of peace that I had been missing for a few months, just being so busy and crazy. So I really hope you listening right now, you can take some time this week, next week, sometime very soon to slow down, to turn it off, to live and be and just, yeah, just be. One other thing, little tangential thing, when we were in Muskoka, Canada, we went shopping and we were at the little town going to all the local boutiques and guess who found a non-toxic men's body soap? Yep, Joseph did. He spotted it right away and I think it's called Surf Suds. I'll link it in the show notes, but it's so clean. It's made out of just a few ingredients, I think mainly olive oil and some steam extracted essential oils, so like healthier essential oils and is amazing. So clean that you can actually use it in lakes and rivers. So we definitely lathered up with it and did like a lake shower if anyone's familiar with doing a lake shower. So that was a super fun find. And I love that Joseph, my fiance, is into all the non-toxic products. It's really special. So we will do an episode soon, just the two of us to do like the holistic fiances or the holistic newlyweds soon. So now jumping into the body of the episode, non-toxic living on a budget, this first section is all about free ways to improve your health. And this list is endless. So I wanted to keep it super brief and digestible for you listening. So one big area is detoxification practices. So in the toxic world that we live in, Our bodies need a little extra support with detoxifying. Never in human history have we been exposed to this level of chemicals and never in our history have we experienced the level of disease that is going on, especially in America. A lot of this comes down to toxins clogging up our detoxification pathways, making it trickier to get rid of things that our body should naturally detoxify from. For example, like mycotoxins from mold or breathing in toxic fumes or getting some toxic product on your skin. The level of toxins that we're exposed to in, on, and around our bodies these days is astronomical and really our liver, our bodies just need a little extra support. I know there's a lot of people out there that are like, oh, you have a liver, you don't need a detox. And it's, yeah, but has your liver ever been this overburdened? Have humans' livers ever been this overburdened with this level of industrialization and chemicals? No. So, The free ways to boost some detoxification practices into your life are daily sweating. This can be exercising. This can be wearing a lot of sweatshirts and exercising. This can be taking an Epsom salt bath. That heats up the body and is also just super detoxifying in general. It also boost the mineral contents in your body. So I really love sweating, Epsom salt bath. You can do an infrared sauna. Some people do the, which isn't free, but I know some people do the DIY sauna 
So you can definitely Google making your own DIY sauna with an infrared light and I think just like a sheet. I haven't tried this. I don't have the space where I live right now in my apartment, but if you can sweat every single day, your body will thank you. Dry brushing is another really free, low-cost way to improve your health. Yeah, you're going to pay $5 for the brush up front, but that brush will last you a lifetime. Dry brushing is just really amazing for your lymphatic health, which brings me into the next category, and that is improving your lymphatic health. The more, the better your lymphatic health is, the better your overall health is. So I actually have an episode with Dr. Perry Nicholson of Stop Chasing Pain on lymphatic health where you will learn everything you need to know and more about lymphatic health. And he has this process called the big six where you basically activate the top six areas of lymph nodes in your body, which helps them work properly. So basically in our modern world, people's lymphatic systems have a tendency to get clogged up and stagnant due to the lack of movement in a very sedentary lifestyle. So tapping or rubbing, activating these areas on a daily basis is such a great way to improve your lymphatic health, improve the detoxification in your body. It improves pain. It improves your brain health. It improves literally everything because it's able to function properly. And again, in our toxic sedentary world, our bodies are just overburdened. So being able to implement these simple, simple hacks really into your daily routine is so beneficial. I've been doing the big six when I remember to. Dr. Perry also said if you do it consistently, you can lose five pounds just of water weight, again, because of the stagnation. So some of you might be interested in that. A couple other ways to improve your health with no money down. I saw I sound like some TV advertisement, is to open your windows on a daily basis. I talk about this all the time, but just by opening up your windows, you can free up your indoor air, clean your indoor air, which can be up to 100 times more polluted than outdoor air. Open your windows on a daily basis. Also, dusting and cleaning is another free way to improve your health. Also, when you're cleaning, it's movement. Good for your body to get up and it's a lot of physical activity if you're doing like a deep clean. But just make sure that you vacuum and dust once a week because toxins, VOCs harbor in dust and then also dust is food for mold. So long story short, clean and you keep your home clean and your health will improve. On a similar note, you should take your shoes off. Don't wear your shoes in your home. You don't want to be tracking around feces, pharmaceuticals, pesticides, toxins, tar, all the things that pick up on your shoe on a daily basis when you're out in the world. You can have a no-shoes policy in your home and you will reduce the toxin exposure in your home drastically. Especially if you have little babies and kids or puppies that are on the floor. They live on the floor. They're putting their hands in their mouth. They're licking the floor. Don't wear toxic shoes in your house. Don't wear shoes in your house if you have little babies and dogs. Like That is just a surefire way of getting them exposed to so many unnecessary chemicals. Another way to live non-toxic on a budget is to implement a minimalist mindset. In a world of excess and consumerism, 
it is the trendy thing to buy so many products and try the 12-step skincare routine and have the 15 different cleaning products for all the different parts of your house that you need to clean. And, oh, you need this these dryer sheets that will make your house smell like an ocean breeze and take all of your pain and suffering away. It's like there's so many unnecessary products that are purely marketing and also super toxic. So I encourage you all to start tossing the toxins. Just toss the ones that are unnecessary. For example, dryer sheets, air freshener, These are things we do not need. Opening, just open up your windows on a daily basis. Stop bringing toxic products into your home that stink. Even polyester fabrics and things like that harbor bacteria and bad smells versus natural fibers. So the more natural products, natural fiber materials you have in your home, the less stinky your home might be. I also encourage you to toss all of your cleaning products in time and upgrade to Branch Basics. Branch Basics has been my favorite cleaning product for so many years. I also have a code, it's Holistic with Heidi, so you can save when you purchase Branch Basics. And I, side note, I've been promoting Branch Basics since before I was an affiliate. I have always just been such a fan of the products because they work and they're so versatile. And you get a huge bottle of concentrate that lasts me, I had one last me up to two years because I didn't end up making the laundry detergent. But even when I made one with the laundry detergent, which uses more concentrate, it still lasted me well over a year. So you pay for the concentrate up front, which is, I forget how much it is, but it's a decent chunk of change. But it can make literally dozens of cleaning products because once you run out of the spray, you just dump a little more concentrate and water in and you just, it's like refillable cleaning products. It's amazing and it's less wasteful. You get glass bottles. There's also plastic bottles, which you can reuse and it's just an all in all fantastic product. I have gotten so many of my family members and friends switched over to Branch Basics. They found that when they tossed their toxic cleaning products that were collecting under their sink that some of their health problems went away. For example, hormone health improved, asthma symptoms went away, respiratory symptoms went away, headaches went away. A lot of these cleaning products are releasing at micro doses, even when they're hermetically sealed, they're releasing BOCs. So Get those products out of your home if you're not ready to get rid of them yet. Branch Basics, I had Kelly Love, one of their founders on Lifelong, and I'll link that episode in the show notes, but she said, if you're not ready to get rid of all that toxic stuff yet, put it in a plastic bin that's sealed up and put it in your garage and put it outside and know that you can go back to it, but try living without those products for a month or two and see how your health improves. Most people that do this, they realize that their health does improve and they don't end up going back to those products. But I love this product because not only because it's non-toxic and it works and whatever, but it's so affordable. I think when they break it down, it's like a dollar a bottle or less. So don't come at me saying that non-toxic living is expensive when you're collecting all of these stupid products that are so unnecessary and have just been big industry pushing sleazy marketing tactics onto people. So don't be a victim of of the corporations and their marketing techniques. 
I also would say tossing bug spray. That's also not necessary. You can just use a little bit of vanilla. Vanilla is a natural bug spray and plus you'll smell absolutely delicious. Skincare, makeup, and hair products. I find that a lot of these kind of products are very unnecessary. And I know this is subjective and so individualized. People have their certain products that they need. For example, I might need tallow or my clear stem serum more than someone else needs them, but they might have two other products that they really need that I don't need. Like it's so individualized, but think about what's touching your skin on a daily basis. The average woman applies 168 chemicals to her skin on a daily basis. There's also not a lot of research out there about how these chemicals all interact with one another. And the year, the yearly use that compounds, the daily use that compounds of applying these chemicals to your skin truly adds up. So it's like microdosing poison. I have some, I have a skincare guide on my website. It's actually free. And I believe I feature more than 40 products in there that are holistic with Heidi approved. I'll link that guide in the show notes. You'll want to download it because I did all the heavy lifting. I did the vetting. I tried all of the products, made sure that they meet my high standards for human health and also efficacy. So check that link out. You can also go to holisticwithheidi.com guides and download it right now. Same goes for hair products. Like I'm a minimalist with my hair. Maybe I should be more of a maximalist. I don't know. Maybe my hair would be like more perfect if I use more products. But honestly, I just feel like so many of them are unnecessary. And think about it too. Like what is under your hair? Like your brain is right up there. And something about applying toxic chemicals and formaldehyde and perfumes and toxins to my brain region just doesn't sit well for me. I don't know about you. Really, I encourage you to do an inventory of the products that touch your skin on a daily basis and try to toss some of them. And in turn, guess what? You're going to save money because you're not buying the 12-step skincare routine. You're not buying the 100 makeup products or all the new trendy hair products that are coming out. You don't need them all. A lot of it, again, is just marketing. One other thing that I consider very unnecessary and a waste of money is weed killer. There are low-cost options, which include pulling weeds by hand, which is also great for your body and lymphatic system, or get your kids to do it and make it a family affair. Weed killer is so not necessary. It's so toxic. There are studies of dogs that live owners that live near golf courses and walk their dogs on the golf courses, those dogs live a shorter and more unhealthy life than the dogs that are not exposed to all the weed killers that go along with golf courses. So if you know me, I am all about organic food, regenerative agriculture, organic food, the most natural food that is free of pesticides and toxins and all the toxic junk. I hear a lot from people that organic is so expensive and it's just not worth it. First thing I want to emphasize is that organic food does have higher nutrient levels than their conventional counterparts. So if you think about it from a basic level, if you're buying one bell pepper that's organic and one bell pepper that is conventional, there is actually a higher nutrient density in the organic one that is grown in fertile 
healthy organic soil versus the one that is grown in monocrop agriculture with depleted soil. So if you think about it from a nutrient perspective, you get more bang for your buck. You're getting more nutrient density versus just eating kind of empty calories. However, I know that organic is not always an option for everyone. So I wanted to share some options for people that maybe want to dabble in it a little bit. And I have a big list. So some ways to go some ways to go organic on a budget include buying in bulk. I love Costco for this. There are also a lot of bulk stores. I know there are a bunch out in California where you can bring your own jars and save on the packaging, which then reduces the price of the product that you're purchasing. Another thing you can do is avoid the dirty dozen. If you can't go organic for all of your produce, prioritize those in the dirty dozen. The next one is discount stores. There are a lot of great discount stores like Misfits Market or Aldi where you can find a lot of organic options for a cheap and affordable price. Frozen options are another great idea for eating organic. You can get more bang for your buck buying a cheap bag of, let's say, organic broccoli that's frozen versus fresh conventional broccoli. Always get the, if you have the choice, get the frozen organic option. It'll be cheaper and more nutrient dense. Just make sure to not heat it up in the microwave. That's a conversation for another day. The next one is shopping seasonally. If you shop seasonally, you're actually going to save money on your food costs because what is in season is more abundant, more plentiful, more easily accessible, and in turn, you can have lower prices. Versus if it's winter and you want some strawberries, those strawberries are traveling far. Sometimes they're traveling from another continent to get to Wisconsin or the Midwest or somewhere where it's impossible to grow strawberries in the winter, which there is a fee for all of that gas and transportation and there's all the logistical costs that go into getting unseasonal produce. Shopping seasonally is a great choice. This go kind of goes into the next one, which is shop locally. Get to know your local farmers. That will always end up saving you money and you just feel better supporting your local economy. If you skip processed food, you're going to save more money a lot of times where the costs start adding up is when you're going down those middle aisles of the grocery store and purchasing products that you don't necessarily need. For example, if you want some organic crackers versus conventional crackers, maybe don't get the crackers at all. Maybe make your own crackers or do cucumber slices instead, especially if you're concerned about price because the organic option will likely cost more than the Ritz crackers. This isn't to say don't buy organic high quality processed food ever but if you are cost conscious you can save a lot of money by just shopping the perimeter of the store and again it'll all be more nutrient dense so your body will be more nourished so it's more bang for your buck the last two things are to grow your own food this is relatively low cost it's really just the cost of getting it up and running and the labor but I am so jealous of my family members that have garden and my friends that have gardens and they're just harvesting all this amazing produce right now. And I'm like, I live in an apartment. I can't even grow anything. I have my little herb garden and I have a hydroponic garden as well. But if I were able to grow all my own produce, that would be a total dream. So if you're able to do it, do it next season, make it a goal. The last one on the list is to utilize companies like Thrive Market. I've been able to save a lot by 
buying a lot of healthy non-perishables through Thrive Market. So in summary, ways to buy organic on a budget are to buy in bulk, avoid the dirty dozen, shop discount stores, purchase frozen options over conventional options, shop seasonally, skip processed food, shop locally, grow your own, or shop Thrive Market. Something I like to say is to look at your health investment as a Roth IRA. The earlier you start, the better it gets. Seriously, just like a retirement account, investment account, the earlier you start investing in your health, the better it gets. Start now so that you don't have to do it later when you're sick. Or better yet, you can potentially prevent illness. I heard some crazy statistic that I believe it's on average people spend the last 15 years of their life sick and spend some ungodly amount of money on their sicknesses. And if we could just emphasize the importance of prevention in our society so that we could potentially help just a a few people or quite honestly, I believe hundreds of thousands of people, they could save so much money later on and also their livelihood. Like health should be your priority. And I don't want to sound arrogant by any means, but you have one body and it sure feels to me, it feels better spending the money on the local meat that might cost more than buying crappy meat or junk food or spending my money out partying. It's like thinking about where are you spending your money and how can you potentially make more room in your budget for your health, your well-being, and prevention of illness. I hear a lot of people that say, oh, I can't buy organic or I can't do the infrared sun or I can't do this. And then those are the same people that are telling me they spent $500 this past weekend out at the clubs. No judgment. This is a, a free world and I love it. That's the beauty of America. Live your life, do your thing. But if you do want to be healthier, find room in your budget because illness costs a lot of money. It costs a heck of a lot of money. Think of all the money you can save by preventing illness. And even with insurance, medical bills still find a way of adding up. I follow a woman on Instagram and Jess Aldridge, I'll just shout her out. And she, I think, gets a lot of slack from people saying, how can you afford all this? Because she's super holistic and her son had some health things going on recently. And she basically was like, if you think about all the money you spend on insurance and all the money you spend on traditional medical bills, What if you took that amount of money and spent that on your wellness and your holistic health bills instead? And it like it's so easy for us in our society to, oh, just spend the money, go to the hospital, go to the doctor. And you don't even know what you're about to be charged for. You get a a bill months later and you're just expected to pay it versus with holistic health. Yeah, you're spending a little bit more to see your chiropractor. You're spending a little bit more to work with a health coach, whatever. But it's much less than some of these medical bills, quite honestly. And it's actually a lot of times, depending on what you're going to the doctor for, whatever, because there's still a time and a place for the doctor. Like I had a doctor's appointment this week. I still have my doctors and things like that. I prefer functional medical doctors, but think about spending some of that money towards holistic health, 
practitioners. And you're going to have more bang for your buck because you're actually going to be healthier in the long run. So that this category is very nuanced and very personal. And I am not a financial expert by any means. Financial stuff stresses me the heck out, actually. But in a nutshell, look at your health investment like a Roth IRA investment. The earlier you start, the better it gets. Now I want to rifle off some of my favorite affordable non-toxic brands. None of this is sponsored. I am just a super big fan wanting to share with you all and help everyone live a healthier, happier life. I love Earthly Wellness, Everyone Organics, Branch Basics, Acure, Badger, and Coco Kind. The last category I want to chat a little bit about is clothing and furnishings. You know me, I am a textile fanatic. I used to work in the textile industry. I got my degree in textile and fashion design. I recently released my non-toxic clothing ebook, which I encourage you all to purchase. It's the price of one latte. It's very affordable. And it is a wealth of information on non-toxic clothing that is not only healthy for you, but also so attractive. Some of the options I would say are even sexy and hot. To be honest, a lot of non-toxic clothing like back in the day felt so frumpy, so ugly, like very grandma, very granola. I have found the options that are actually sexy and attractive. So download that ebook. The link is in the show notes. You can also go to my website, holisticwithheidi.com and purchase it there. But anyways, when it comes to clothing and furnishings and non-toxic living, a lot of times, for example, like furnishings in particular can cost more than the Wayfair option or the Amazon option. Getting the couch that's made from natural fibers and free of flame retardants will likely cost more than your couch off a Wayfair that is chock full of chemicals, flame retardants, endocrine disruptors, obesogens, all the toxic things. And also it's made out of Crap fabrics like polyester, which are not meant to last. These are the same fabrics that fast fashion is using in all of their trendy clothing items that are not meant to last. It's meant to rip. It's meant to break. It's meant to be cheap so that you get in this vicious cycle of needing more, wanting more, buying more. Consumerism 101. When you make the investment into higher quality pieces made of natural fibers, they're made to last. They're going to last you a lifetime. You're actually going to spend less buying one investment cashmere sweater or one investment couch versus needing to buy multiple couches over a lifetime or multiple crappy polyester sweaters over a lifetime. So that's the first thing, just like thinking about investment pieces. The next area, which I love shamelessly, is thrifting. Every quarter, I don't know, I like to go to a thrift store, Goodwill, usually Goodwill because that's really all I have near me, and just dig through all the racks to find cute options that are made out of natural fibers. Then I just bring them home and I make sure to off-gas them. I put them in fresh air and sunlight. I usually keep them out there for several days and then I wash them. And then I wash them in a non-toxic cleaner like Branch Basics or Molly Suds. Also, non-toxic isn't always more expensive. I've been talking a lot about that today. It is a myth. Yes, it sometimes is more expensive, but it's not always more expensive. So you can shop at Packed Organic or Made the Label and you can find activewear sets that are actually cheaper 
than Lululemon or Aloe, the leading activewear companies. High-quality, natural-fiber-based clothing and furniture last longer than their synthetic counterparts. Definitely encourage you, again, to check out my website, purchase that very affordable ebook on non-toxic clothing that's all very attractive clothing on my website. And also, I have tons of blog posts, Instagram posts about non-toxic furniture. My Instagram is at Holistic with Heidi. Please give it a follow and also follow along at lifelong underscore pod. I hope you enjoyed this episode. See you next week. One more thing before you go. Are you subscribed to Lifelong Podcast? Have you left a rating and review? Are you following along on Instagram at lifelong underscore pod and at Holistic with Heidi? If you're not doing so already, consider doing it to support our show and to help spread this message near and far. Thank you all, and we'll see you next week.